You're listening to Technical Outcast. I'm your host, Steve Reagan. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Kripti, and we're going to be talking about the darknet. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Good morning. We are live, not only here in the little home basement studio, but also on Twitch. Cryptia, Rando, are you with me? Can you hear me? How are you, gentlemen? I can hear you. Excellent. Of course, Danny can wave. I I, I can see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cryptia, buddy, what's been up? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay, you know. Um... Up here in Connecticut, it's a little uh, easier to go outside, you know, and walk into the woods and disappear. Um, so it's it's been a little easier uh, on, on me than, say, living in New York. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, still employed. Uh, everything's okay-ish. I mean, I just don't – I try not to look at the news anymore. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. The news is starting to uh, to get on my nerves. It is uh, depressing from one day to the next. I, don't know, I think it seems to get worse and worse. Yeah, it, that's that's my thing. It's like every time something happens, and you're like, "All right, this sucks, but look, we'll be okay." 2020 is like, "Nah, fuck you, hold my beer." And <laughs> darkest just, timeline. Yeah, and then it just moves on. And you're like, "Damn it, why? What? What next? What next?" And of course, that's like the jinx word. Mm-hmm. So this morning, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, the darknet. See, uh, you and I spend quite a bit of time lurking in these uh, very disturbing websites. And uh, I don't know, I figured it might be a, a pretty neat stream to talk about some of the pros and cons of the dark web, demystify some of it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of booga, booga, booga. Yeah, it, it really is too. And, it, and it's, it's amazing because like, um, there were some people when, uh, I introduced myself as a darknet researcher once to a, a research group that I was meeting with and they're like, what exactly is that? And I'm like, I, I just browse the dark web and lurk on it and I follow criminals. I report on what they do and they're like, well, that seems scary. And it's really not, it's kind of boring. Like really it's, it's. <laughs> you click on a website and you're like, Oh, that's garbage. And then you go to another website and you're like, Oh, got to report that one. And then yeah. you go to another website and you're like, Oh, that's fake. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's just really funny, but I'm surprised you don't see a lot more of it. And there are people who still honestly don't know how to get on there. And that's a little bizarre to me in some way, because it's so public knowledge. now. like I was watching this vice documentary the other night, and they were talking about Carter's. And so this documentary was done in like 2016, 2017. And the, the one criminal they were following, um, he takes blanks and makes uh, brand new cards out of them. He was like, you know, this, not everybody's on here. This is only for the people who know about it. And, you know, he's making it seem like it's some special thing to get to when in reality, you just download a program and suddenly you're on. Like, hello, how are you? Well, there's <clears throat> layers, right? You know, so you can get on Tor. You can get on really easy with Tor browser, you know, install it, run it. Um, 
there are security protocols that you should be running, you know, uh, yeah. and understand. But um, yeah, you know, I, I found some stuff recently and I reported it uh, through the business I work for. And the question came back, what is the dark net? And, <laughs> and it was from the outside. It was an outside uh, company's information that, you know, we do business with and, uh, <clears throat> that I just happen to find. And so <laughs> I had to write like a tutorial of what it is um, and how I found it, uh, which I found amusing. But yeah, a lot of people still don't know. I mean, um, even even yesterday, I found a uh, a paste in the dark net that said, hey, a message from the Marianas web. And if you're familiar with that term, uh, Marianas web is this deeper, darker, deep web thing that doesn't exist. It's, but it's the private uh, dark net. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, something out of Saw or whatever. And uh, anyway, they, um, they had this post, and, and it had a link to a site. So I went to the site. And it was um, an OGG file of, uh, I think somebody made, I don't think they actually uh, copied an, an actual number station, uh, but they made this like number station uh, audio. And I thought it was kind of cool, you know? And so they gave a couple of clues and they go, they have a presence on the clear net. And so I posted about it on uh, Reddit and then uh, I tweeted about it. I've yet to go back. I archived the site and I'm going to play, play around with the, audio file and stuff but um yeah you know you got everything from like that kind of arg fun kind of stuff creepy stuff all the way down to the dark nasty you know stuff that you don't want to talk about yeah there are some topics uh we're not we're not going to talk about i don't know how many of the the ocean academy kids are in the the lobby watching this live i really don't want to uh there are some things that are out of bounds for our dark net discussion this morning. And <laughs> we both know what those are, but yeah. it's, it's, it's funny because the way the dark net's set up, it's almost impossible to know where you're going. If you're clicking from one tracker to the next or one uh, open listing to the next, because unless there's a legitimate channel description, one that's honest, <clears throat> And you'll never actually see until you load the page. And by the time you load the page, it's entirely too late. So yeah. one of the things that you hear the most on uh, criminal type settings in the dark net are all the marketplaces. And I know that, that you're familiar with them. I know you've seen them in your experience. How many of the marketplaces that you see on the, the dark net, how many of them are scams? that you think a good percentage of them are scams um, or they might have scammers within that will scam some of the, uh, the marketplaces do police pretty well. And so you really get your product, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things called exit scams um, and it could be on a legit uh, well, quote unquote legit market site on the dark net. Uh, somebody gets in there and offers something and then gets the Bitcoin and disappears or sends something that's not, you know, really what they were supposed to be sending, what the person wanted. Um, but there are whole sites that just pop up that uh, are just exit scams. Like uh, recently, since COVID-19, <clears throat> um, there's a lot of sites popping up offering uh, vaccines and PPE and... Um, 
Yeah, mostly vaccines and PPE. And uh, those are just outright exit scams. So they've got a, a Bitcoin address to send your money. And uh, you know, so far, all the ones that I've checked, I don't think any of them got any Bitcoins yet at all. But you never know. You got to keep checking. Yeah, there was there was one I looked at last week. Um, they had the the antibody test they were offering, and um, when I looked at the the wallet, it had had no transactions. But like the just the entire makeup of the website screamed scam to me. Yeah. And on Twitch here, uh, somebody in the, the lobby comments: the ones that aren't scams now will be sure. later. Exactly. Um, that is that is 100% true. Um, there were lots of markets um, going back a couple of years that started off as legitimate commerce hubs. And then the owners were like, you know, we're making a lot of money. Why should we share this with anyone? <laughs> we actually control the escrow service. Let's just keep it and leave. And they did. Um, and there were, there were people who lost a lot of money. Me, I'm, I'm of the mindset that when you have criminals operating in volume like this, and you're controlling their income, it's probably not wise to steal from them because if they have the reach to produce these kind of quantities in, I don't want to say cocaine or heroin and things like that, you really don't want to anger them because they, they seem to have the ability to find you anywhere. Um, I know for a fact that there is at least one cartel operating on the dark net. I wouldn't want to exit scam them or steal their money. I've seen what the cartel does to people. There are websites for that on the dark net that are quite descriptive and uh, disturbing to watch. Um, <laughs> Rip Alphabet. Yeah, Alphabet is one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we've got a lively remember, comment section on Twitch this morning. It's crazy. <laughs> if you remember um, Silk Road. Yeah. The whole you know, downfall was that uh, Greg Pirate was allegedly hiring, well, it turns out to be a UC, to whack somebody who he thought was stealing from, <laughs> from him. Yeah, you know, so, you know, I haven't heard anything like that since, but, uh-oh, cat dropping no, something on you? It's, hold on, Wait, there's an insider threat. Uh, well, I was going to say, it's it's either the cat or his son, one of the two. <laughs> this is what happens when multitasking for a 24-hour stream. Continue, gentlemen. What's up, Bubba? I see you over there. For those of you that uh, aren't watching the stream live, uh, Danny, has uh, he's downstairs. And so there was noise in the background. And he flips the camera over, and there's his son sitting right next to him watching us on stream. And now he's playing hide-and-seek with us, which is just fantastic. This this is the podcast is quickly about to turn into a game of let's chase Chani, Danny's kid remotely through the house. God, please, Jesus, no! Please don't put it in his head. <laughs> anyway, go get back to the drugs and the murder and the hookers. Much better. There's a lot of that too. Um, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, so there is um, some of my some of my favorite sites to to follow on the dark net are the money launderers. So I don't know if you two are aware of this. Like some of the, some some of the best um, forged currency and laundered currency actually comes out of Lima, and uh, like they're they have like currency wizards down there when it comes to counterfeits and things like this. Um, but what's what's really interesting is you'll see these websites pop up and they're almost like here today, gone tomorrow. 
And when you look at the examples, some of the, the, the examples you see, like the quality is just scary. But you can't you can't really judge by a picture, which always makes me wonder how they conduct their sales. Like you show a picture of like, look, here's a quality, you know, forged one hundred dollar bill or a fifty euro note, and unless you're holding it in your hand, how do you know if it's any if it's actually quality? But yet these sites seem to pop up like in waves and then all of a sudden they disappear. So it's like, are you making sales and going away? Or are you just like, it's, it's, it's crazy. You used to follow that stuff for a while. Didn't you crypto? Yeah. Um, those two things that I'll say about <clears throat> that whole thing is, uh, first the darknet is very transient. Um, there aren't many sites that are like constantly there, uh, over the years, they tend to pop up and disappear either, uh, something like uh, what happened with, uh, Daniel's service gets popped, and they're hosting, they were hosting like 7,000 sites, I think. And it all just went dark after they got popped and, and uh, taken down. Um, others, you know, they're hosting their, their site themselves or they're paying for it and they just stop or they deliberately want to be transient, do their thing for a little while and then disappear and pop up on another address that's not easily found. Um, as to the, the making of, of counterfeit money, um, I've seen a lot. Um, the ones that always get me are the ones who have very good descriptions of their process and what the features are of the notes along with the photos. You remember years ago, there was one that I had pictures from, uh, they had a, it was a new kind of printing press, but it was, it was almost like a, a laser print job but it was higher order. And, oh, um, I do remember that. They were Asian. They were like South Asian somewhere in there. And I was like impressed with what they were showing um, and, and their process. Uh, I, I once found on a paste, um, there was this little market that was kind of cool. It was mostly like a Craigslist kind of thing in the dark net. Um, one was offering a Heidelberg printer. And... Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, gee, I know what that is and what you can do with it. So uh, I forwarded that that on to the right people. Um, at How Trash. much were they offering it for? They did not put a price. They <laughs> really and uh, so I, I was like, I'm, I so want to ask. I so want to ask. I would have. I, I, yeah. I would have asked. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I would have been like, hey, how much? Yeah. How much was it? That, that, the printer, that printer, that printer is damn near priceless. <laughs> yeah, you know it. That's that was like an interesting one. Then I found um, this week. I found a new site that kept popped up. They're not doing money, but they're doing all kinds of credentials. And uh, the picture that I put on Twitter was even the um, all the security features of like passports and stuff, all the glow in the dark uh, UV stuff, all the stuff that they're doing is pretty amazing. So they must have. If, they, if they're real, then they must have these facilities to do all these things. So, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. I've never, we've talked about it before, you and I, about, you know, hey, let's just get some money together and try to get some counterfeit to see what it's like. Yeah, uh, actually, <clears throat> and, and the interesting thing was there was, uh, he retired, he's no longer with them, but I had a friend who was with the Secret Service and he was like, well, I mean, you're not going to go to jail for it. I wouldn't do it because nine times out of 10, you're going to pay them and they're just going to steal your money. You're not going to get anything. Yeah. But 
You know, I mean, if you got it and turned it in, I mean, we'll certainly take it off your hands. And I was like, cool, but I can, I can do a story about it first. Right. Like I can, he goes, I don't care what you do with it as long as you turn it in. But if you try to you try to spend it, I'm going to arrest you. And I'm like, well, I'd hope so. <laughs> I mean, like you're, you're really not supposed to be spending fake currency anywhere. Well, but, you gotta pay for your conference badges somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Black Hat, I finally want to buy that four thousand dollar badge. Trust me. <laughs> I think it's a me time thing, and I, I, I think I'm ready to part with that. <laughs> there was. Um, Dear okay. Defcon, let's just be honest. Everybody's <clears throat> trying to cheat you, so just take my money. Yeah, <laughs> just take this. You walk around, you walk around to goons like you're doing a great job. Just tuck hundreds. <laughs> there was a guy a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> funny story from Defcon. So uh, this is when we were still at Caesars, and uh, there was a guy. He had the the prop money. So it's like the legitimate looking hundred dollar bill, but it's got like the the Chinese president's picture on it, and yeah, it's 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 kind of once you examine the bill, you can tell that it is completely fake, and uh, it actually says on the bill for use in motion pictures and things like this. But he had stacks of this stuff, and so we were sitting around. We were at the front bar at Caesar's uh, lobby bar, and we were just sitting there hanging out and there was like a mix of hackers and just regular like regular black hat type folks i guess is a great way to describe it like they were looking at us as if we were mutants of some kind and yet we're like all in the same industry like calm down but we're sitting there and somebody was like you know i wonder how quickly you could pass this stuff off and somebody was like ah you couldn't pass this off and i'm like well, it just depends. And they're like, what do you mean? It was like <clears throat> social dynamics. If you apply the right pressure, you can probably get somebody to give you, I don't know, like 60, 70 bucks for that fake $100 bill. No, you couldn't. Absolutely. Watch. And so I'm, I don't know why, but I took one. And I walked over to the guy and I'm like, don't lie. You know why you did it. Excuse me. <clears throat> Listen, I, I gotta, I gotta go. Like I, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go pay. I, I gotta go pay the waitress, and then I gotta go to my room. But I don't, I don't, I don't know what this. I don't, I don't have the, ch I don't, I don't have the chains pay the wait. If you've got like sixty bucks to clear this, I'll just give this to you. You can, I'll pay her and go, and you can just, just if you got change, if you can break this. And he's like, whoa, what? And I was like, I gotta, I, I just gotta go. But I, I, if you got change for a hundred on you, oh, excuse me, I can, I can just pay her and I can go back. So like, I don't, I'm like 60, 70 bucks, man. It's, I just want to make sure the tab gets paid and she gets a tip and then I can, yeah, man, I got you. I got you. It's great. Oh, cool. Thanks. And so he hands me 80 bucks and then I just walk away. And like five minutes later, I walk back over to him. I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, man, here's your money back. And he's like, what? I go, look at the $100 bill I gave you. And he's like, you're not drunk? No, dude. Look at the $100 bill I gave you. And so we started talking and we brought them over and it was a, it was a loud fun. But it, the, the point was, it's like you, can, you could pass this stuff off. And so going back to our conversation on fake money, it's amazing how much of the fraud currency actually does get accepted into passive markets um like 
the the documentary I, I referenced earlier, one of the guys in Lima said the easiest way to pass this money off isn't to like try and go to big box stores and spend the money or anything like that. You go to the little shopkeeper that's pushing a hot dog cart. You buy yourself a hot dog and get the change and you pocket the change. So you passed off the fraudulent bill and now you're walking around with legitimate currency in your hand. And that's where it starts to circulate. It doesn't end up into the banks until after like several businesses have had it and, and everything like this. And by the time it gets to the banks, it's already too late. It's circulated in the economy. And it's just crazy that, you know, like you'll see these little batches and based on the pictures, this stuff looks really good. Um, I was watching the, the documentary and they're showing like the process of how they use chemical, chemical scrubbing to thin the bills out and make them feel better in your hand, how to use a certain type of lacquer on the bill to raise the lettering in some areas so that when you run your thumb across it, it feels legitimate. Um, but it's, it's, it's really comical. The cotton paper that you see with a lot of currency, they don't use that in counterfeiting. Instead, they use chemicals on the paper to make it feel like cotton, even though it's not. Because cotton paper is too expensive, so they can't do it like that. They wouldn't make any money if they didn't, if they had to spend the money like that. But it's just, it's just strange. Another interesting thing about the dark net, this is something else you and I talked about, Crip, was the uh, artwork. There are some interesting art dealers on the, the dark web that are, are fun to look at. Yep. The, the one that um, I wrote about is still around. Really? Um, I, yeah. I checked a couple weeks back and the site's still up. Um, they are offering about five or six different paintings that they say are forgeries. Um, the one most famous one is the missing Rembrandt from the uh, Boston um, heist and uh, the Isabella Stewart Gardner heist. Um, and I emailed with them a little bit to try to see, you know, what, what the price was and, and what the deal was with it. And they were kind of cagey, but um, yeah, that, they offer uh, at least five, six different paintings, different artists. And yeah, in fact, one of them um, was a lesser known artist and the photo that they had matched a photo from literally the photo from a web site for the museum that it sits in so they had just like copied that photo and stuck it in there so it's the actual it's not an actual picture of the forgery it's the real deal um so yeah there's that there's other there's been other places where i've seen um, criminals offering stuff that they stole from people's houses so sometimes it's artwork so most times it's just watches and, and jewelry and stuff like that. I've never, I've never really seen a lot of traffic on them. Like, you know how they have reputation scores on all these. I, I yeah, have yeah. not really seen any reputation on these guys, uh, you know, as <clears throat> salesmen, you know, go um, how reputable they are, <laughs> quote unquote. But um, yeah, there's, there's just a myriad of stuff out there in the dark net that uh, you just come across and you know like that that site i sent you the other day that's a really good place to find a lot that and, site was jacked dude that so um to, to add some context to what we're talking about um there are 
indexes and crawlers that basically just scour the dark web and log every website that comes back um, as discoverable. And it indexes them in this giant collection that you can then search by keyword or description and things like this. So if you're looking for a particular type of site, uh, you would you would be able to find it here. It isn't like a Google index. We're not talking about a search engine. It's more of imagine having uh, an Excel spreadsheet full of, of websites and then you can search through the auto filter. That's pretty much how this works. But the, the thing he sent me had, I don't know, what, a few thousand of these, like on just the first few pages. And then yep. it supposedly updates itself every 24 hours. It actually does more than that. Um, <clears throat> if you go to the page and you refresh it, you can get like up to the minute in some cases. It's always spidering. And of course, this morning, now that he says that, the first thing I'm going to do is wander <laughs> over here to my second monitor. And then, well, let's just open it up and see. Let's play. Yeah. I but think it, it may be like four hours. It may be less than that. But I've seen it come up and say that the site was there or seen within within an hour. It's not the excavator. Which one was it? Uh, what do they call it now? Onion search. It was originally it was called uh, fresh onions. Do, do, do. I have way too many, way too many of these damn bookmarks now. But this this guy's site, um, the reason he has so many is that over the years he's been putting this site on different you know, places in the darknet, new addresses. And he's always got that spider going. And so you can go all the way back to like when he first started archiving. So most of the sites will come up as just not being there anymore because like I said, the transience of the, of the dark web. But um, that's why I, I actually, when I find something interesting, I uh, Torify W get it oh, and yeah. archive the site. Yeah. All right. So yeah, here it is. Onion search, the uh, fresh onions. Oh yeah, you are right. Yeah, okay. I missed that. Yeah, this is like it's searching. Like this is updated by the hour. Uh, it's yep. gotten twenty one in the last last hour. You can also search by um, language. Yep. You look at top. Now, I went in there uh, this week, and there's no Chinese. No. There are Chinese sites out there, or there were, um, when the pandemic first broke out in yep. Wuhan. I found a darknet site that they were talking about what was going on, <clears throat> and, you know, without filter. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty cool. But yeah, the, the Chinese uh, great firewall is, I guess, working. Oh, very much so. Very much so. It, I, I think maybe I find uh, a Chinese website once, once a month, if that, like yeah. they're, they're there, but they're, they're just not, so, so this, this actually, this particular website is going to move us further into our conversation here because the newest link found is a criminal shop, which again, you know, we've talked about frauds and forgeries. We've talked about found counterfeit currency. You know, some of the things you hear about the dark web is the fact that you can buy, if you can think it up, you can buy it on the dark web. And that's not, it's not true, but it's not wrong either so again you know just because there's a store for it doesn't mean they actually sell it 
Uh, sometimes you'll run into just scammers who are taking your money. Sometimes you'll run into feds who are going to be taking your freedom. Um, sometimes you'll run into uh, gangs who are actually using your information to further blackmail you. So it's an additional like tiered scam that they're working on right here. Rando, uh, you're being asked to show the kitty. The, the kitty needs to be in frame. It's not that kind of stream. Well, it, it is now. Like, I'm watching the chat. They're demanding. So they've they've changed the rules on you, buddy. Fine. There you go. Cats run the internet anyway. Well, there's a nice kitty. Is... Oliver's in the front window watching birds. He, he yeah. has no interest in me right now. Well, between her and like this other, one, I'm not. I'm not even gonna turn the thing. Yeah, the other one that's laying over here. That's not a cat. It's a dog. It's a whole fucking thing. <laughs> so the the site I just pulled up is uh, offering PayPal and credit card information, hacked PayPal accounts, and credit card details. But when you look at this website, this website is garbage. It has uh, scam written all over it. Kind of looks like one of those cookie cutter uh, Wix websites, like like templates. Yeah, and uh, they're 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 hyping themselves up, you know. Of, uh, they have a sterling reputation, and they say like this is this is <laughs> well, hysterical. Even um even Fresh Onions will give you an is there's a description, unless it can't find a description, and then um it does show like fake sites it's color coded red green yeah um other sites are out there there's sites just to directly only about showing which sites are uh exit scams or just scams yep which is kind of you know now that's fairly new last couple of years i've seen that but um yeah you know so many places offering mushrooms lsd um a lot of chinese compounding uh, of chemicals to make precursors to make your drugs. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's everything. I'll tell you one of the quick fix scams, um, and they're not really scams. It's it's more like um, pyramid scheming, I guess would be a way to put it. Are the the sellers that sell the guides and the tutorials and the templates and the kits that you know the they offer a chance to make big money on the dark net and how many people buy them. And it's just repackaged information. Now, Danny, I don't know if you're, you're old enough to remember this, but I know, I know Cryptia will. Do you remember when you used to be able to buy or not buy, just download the information packets off the BBC or sorry, BBS. And it was, had like the, anarchist cookbook in it and like oh yeah to, yeah 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 that was like know. one of my very first like i, I, I <clears throat> talked to grifter and serbo about this i wasn't super into bbs but that's like one of my first experiences of like seeing what a bulletin board system was yep. and my my buddies would download them and oh the anarchist cookbook that was like fucking yeah you got that it was gold yes the mit guide to lock picking <laughs> but uh it you see that on the dark on the dark net and it's similar vein, but really it's like how to cash out this, how to cash out that, how to, um, how to, how actually here, I'll, I'll pull up one of these guides right here. And the thing is, this is an updated guide being sold on one of the, the really popular markets right now. Um, the, 
Dude has a trust level of five. He's sold 14 of these since December of 2019. And it's, it's, it's real. So it's a cash out scam that involves uh, setting up your own fake website for merchandise, having a valid vendor account at like Stripe or another credit card processor, having a compromised stolen bank account, which is called a drop, having a compromised and stolen PayPal account, and then having compromised credit cards. And so the way this scam works is you take your compromised credit cards, you go to the website that you own, and you purchase merchandise with said card, it goes to the uh, credit vendor, the merchant account. The merchant account processes the order, which never ships because you're just buying from yourself using someone's stolen credit card. And then after the fee processes, you offload it to your PayPal account and then send from your PayPal account to your drop account. And then you just go to the ATM and take your money. It's laundered all the way through. And people are buying this, not realizing that this is the exact type of fraud the financial services industry looks for on a regular basis. Like the, this has so many red flags set up that like, I really don't, I can't think of a bank that would allow something like this. And the fact that they name Stripe directly is really funny to me because this is the type of fraud that Stripe deals with on a regular basis. And of course they block it. Like this is what they look for. And the examples this guy has when he he proves like, hey, this is working, like you're looking at drops of like 20 or 30 bucks at a time, not massive cash outs or anything like that. But there are people buying this, buying it on a regular basis, and he's selling it for $80. Yeah. 80 bucks is what this is going for. Yeah. Oh, there's a sucker born every minute in the dark now, right? You know? Uh... <laughs> yeah, as long as people keep paying for it, like... Yeah. I don't know. At a certain point, it's unethical to not take the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when you really think about doing good in the world, a fool and his money and all that, I mean, you might as well just take better care of it for him. I mean, you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong. The, if anybody holds this against me, I am officially up 24 hours, so I can't be held responsible for any advice I may or may not give. Um, I speak <clears> on behalf of uh, Microsoft. So did you consider when you started this uh charity event danny that by the time it was over you would be awake for 36 hours straight i did not actually um so the last time i did this and this is how my math failed me um i did it in the morning so i woke up and i like pretty much i woke up if i woke up at seven i, I went on air at eight and so it that would follow if my math is correct the next when it ended it's 24 hours and then i'm done i'm gonna go to sleep but this time I woke up, I did a regular day. Um, and then I realized, well, wait a minute. Like I, I did my work day first and then night. Um, so yes, um, by all accounts, it's going to be like 36 hours. I'm proud of you though. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like, my own dark net. Looking at, looking at GoFundMe right now, I'm seeing $26,685. And that is not counting or is that counting? That's uh, not counting the 4,000 from Katie now. Yeah. Okay. So we got Katie we're doing. We're over 30. Yeah. We're over 30. This is. It's actually more than really I anticipated. I said, I thought like, hey, maybe if we get 10, like I, sh I shot for over 50. I figured maybe if we get 10, um, that'll be all right. And then we were at 10 before we even started. 
thank so, you, Dave Kennedy and Jason Frank and 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 uh, and and uh, and Mike Murray. So actually, it's funny. While I'm sitting here, um, I am going to uh, to fill this out. So with the stolen credit card from your darknet site. Uh, I mean, why you got to call me out like that? What, what the <laughs> hell, man? Like, <laughs> it's it would it wouldn't be the first time in the past twenty four hours that I've called you out on stream, right? You little <laughs> snitch, yo. L- l- listen to what he did earlier. <laughs> I was so excited about just what you did, and I was like, Steve did it. <laughs> He's got who 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 all did you have in that in that particular chat? Um, I th- it was Dave yo. Kennedy. Yeah, um, Alex Stamos. Yeah, Dave Kennedy, Alex Stamos, and uh, like uh, there, there was a bunch of people in that that stream. Oh, and, oh no, I'll tell you who it was. It, it was it was Ray Redacted. Yeah, it's Jake Williams. It was uh, Wendy Nather, <clears throat> uh, Alex Stamos, and Dave Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got them all in his stream, and he, they're talking about like doing like trolley things and malicious things. And he's like, yeah, the time that Steve D three was putting QR codes all over Indianapolis. I'm like, you snitch. You absolute snitch. I can't believe you called me out like that. Well, first of all, the topic was actually like uh, creating face masks and face stuff in such a way to uh, try and bypass uh, facial recognition. And I was like, wouldn't it be dope? Like, I'm sure somebody's thought about it already. It's having a, having the QR code on a face mask and just seeing what kind of camera systems would pick it up and see what the fuck would happen. And then... Dave was like, well, what? So like load malware? I was like, no, no, no. Like, but I think we can have some fun Rick rolling people. Like the time that Steve was posting shit around Indianapolis. And two seconds later, I get a message from Steve going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was so in- it was so ingenious that like I had to like, I did- sorry, my, my son's buzz light ears going off. That's fine. Um, <laughs> quiet. Um, but yeah, and then like, Everybody's like, oh, you just narked on Steve. And I was like, I don't know, probably. <laughs> it, it was funny, dude. It was absolutely funny. So what had happened was uh, we yeah, were downtown. What was. <laughs> we were downtown with this with several other conventions. And uh, there was there was like a, a sci-fi comic convention, some coffee convention. And they had like these little posters with QR codes on them. So <clears throat> using the power of instant printable stickers... I just replaced some of the QR codes. That's all. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. If anybody was to scan it, you would get a uh, one of two very interesting websites. The uh, the least uh, frightening of them would be the you know a link to never yeah. going to give you up. I the mean, other like, one is a very classic uh, static go-to. image. Go-to. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> homeless is in the in the lobby right under the bus with you exactly that's what he did he threw me straight <laughs> under the bus like there was no love <laughs> he just straight outed me it's a matter of imagine you you work that out for a face mask the camera picks it up the guy the, the the security person is looking and all of a sudden that image just comes on the screen launches a web browser yeah me, meanwhile, you're, snow crash, you're, goatee crash. Your personal FBI agents like, why, why do you do this to me? Now, now you do it, but you have the song come up is never gonna give you up. Yeah, never gonna <laughs> goatee crash. I want to make stickers of that now. Oh, that's great. Impulse control. That's great. 
Well, anyway, I'm I'm sorry for narking you out. Probably not for the <laughs> first care. or not for the last time. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if you've got to be snitched out, let it be one of your friends. I mean, this is this is how it works. Just let it be a friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're approaching the 40 minute mark. That's it for the podcast. I'm gonna bring us out with some music. And then, oh, wait, hold on. Shit, I gotta yeah. go upstairs and like switch over. Shit, hold no, no, on. no. We don't. We don't have to end the stream. We still got like 20 oh, okay. minutes on the stream. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna yeah, end the, right. the podcast. I'm gonna take us out so I can start processing this. So once again, Cryptia, thanks for hanging out with me. Danny, thanks for hanging out with me. Love you, brother. This has been the Technical Outcast Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Reagan. You could find me online at steveD3 or at technicaloutcast.com. And of course, Cryptia is private. You won't find him anywhere. But I bet I can point you to him because, you know, like like Danny, I'll snitch people out too. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll point you to where he's at. But thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. What had happened was... <laughs>